0: Hi, I'm Joanna Roach, and you're listening to The Nature of Nantucket, brought to you by the Mariah Mitchell Association. And I'm here today with Claire Martin, who is the project manager at Remain Nantucket. So welcome, Claire.
1: Thanks, Joanna. It's great to be back. We've got lots of great things to talk about. (laughs) Yes. So last time
0: you were on, we spent a lot of time talking about um, Envision Resilience and your work in that area. Uh, And we didn't get to talk a lot about Remain. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how did you get to Remain and what types of work are you doing there? And then we can talk a little bit about like how Remain started, what it meant, what it means to Nantucket, some of those questions. Okay.
1: Absolutely. Um, my journey to Remain was a bit round this last time, but I was most recently working out in the Bay Area of California for an outdoor organization company called Nature Bridge, and a wonderful organization connecting students to the outdoors, kind of fostering the stewardship of um, the natural world and the environment through connection to the national parks, uh, really opened uh, the door to my bigger career in, let's just say, the world of climate. Um, And, you know, as many, as happened to many folks, there were a series of events during COVID where a lot of that programming shut down, and I actually found myself coming back to the East Coast and diving into this opportunity at Remain to work on the Envision Resilience Challenge. And uh, since joining the team, my work has expanded uh, much beyond just that program, and I'm really focused on all of the nonprofit side of our work at Remain, uh, mostly in the world of coastal resilience. Okay. And
0: and so, how how did... Like, let's actually start at the beginning, because I'd love for our listeners to kind of learn a little bit about how Remain started on Nantucket. So why don't we start with that story?
1: Sure. You know, Remain has, we're, we're nearing 15 years of, of work on the island, and uh, the work has evolved uh, pretty significantly since uh, it, its origins back in 2008. And um you know, as many of our on-island partners and tenants and friends know, the Remain mission is really to bring a creative thinking to both environmental and community challenges. Um, we elevate local industry and we encourage innovation and resilience across the island through our dual entities. So the Remain Nantucket side of our work and the Remain Ventures side of our work, and um, so essentially what we do, the way we describe it, is that we encourage and foster collaborations that link Nantucket organizations, ideas, programs that are positively impacting and advancing the island's future. Uh, so it's really that power of connection between all island people, the dreamers, the doers, the thinkers, the innovators that we so believe in. And it's this broad mission that really enables our work to touch so many corners, really every corner. Um, of the island.
0: Mm -hmm. And can you give us some examples of some of the projects that you've been involved in and maybe just touch on a couple that might have been your favorite?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, You know, a lot of our work addresses what we feel to be kind of the most pressing uh, challenges that, you know, we're not just facing on the global and regional level, but really feeling deeply here on Nantucket. And, you know, I think right now, many would agree that affordable housing, waste management, coastal resilience, food insecurity, these are some of the uh, key issues that so many leaders in our community are focusing their time and efforts and resources on right now. And um, th- so those are the same issues that remain has been focusing on over the last few years. And the way we like to bring our Bandwidth and resourcing to these problems is is by looking at considering systems. You know, it's hard to solve an individual issue without stepping back and understanding the systems, the data in place. So where we begin is by jumping in and supporting feasibility studies, um, you know, kind of seeking that, that data that's going to solve, providing the numbers That can lead to frameworks and decision-making to help solve those um, big problems. And I think one exciting example of this is the work that actually my colleague, Virna, um, has been collaborating with the Nantucket Preservation Trust and and Mary Bergman and her colleagues at MBT on for the last few years. And they produced, um, in partnership with a Boston-based consulting firm, the Nantucket Building Material Salvage Study. There was part one that came out in 2022 um, and part two of that report came out this year. I think one of the most, you know, kind of the headline grabbing pieces of data that came out of that was that each year Nantucket sends approximately 17,000 tons of C and D construction and demolition waste um, to off-island landfills each year. Um, So that's a big number, but I also think you know, what MPT saw and what we saw is this opportunity to salvage materials and, and make our island more sustainable. And this idea of salvage and reuse of, of building materials is, is not new on Nantucket. There's a rich history of, of that being done. Um, but in this example of, of Remain's work, you know, we identified an issue, gathered the people to pull out the data, you know, present that information in a, in a report. Um, you know, you bring in partners to that conversation and then present it back out to the community. So just this September, there was a program, Salvage and Building Material Reuse Workshop that was held at the NHA, again, in partnership with the NPT that brought in several um, off-island experts to talk about this issue. So, you know, then we see all of these ideas and pathways forward, um, you know, solution-driven pathways to start to solve these challenges. And again, that's all in part all all due to collaborative efforts.
0: Mm -hmm. So I love the, um, I really love the idea of the salvage, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I don't, can you give us like an update on where that, like, where is that going
1: from here? So I know that there are several different groups on island looking at this issue from a number of angles. You know, you have the kind of builders and architects who are thinking about, um, You know how it how that plays into their work i know at the town level um it's a big conversation as we think about you know our land our landfill on island and and what that kind of waste stream cycle will look like into the future um i don't have an exact update on what comes next from those two reports other than that you know the information is now there it's readily available to be um you know accessed by by those who are going to solve these problems
0: hmm. And because I, I followed the salvage one closely because obviously having a lot of historic properties here at Mariah Mitchell, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we're also in, in a place where we need to essentially salvage old things so that we can keep any type of restoration as close to original as possible. And I think it's a fantastic idea for the island and so important in terms of keeping things out of the landfill, but also important in a way of teaching people that... It's important to use things to restore because it's, it's almost like I feel, I feel like there's a couple of different paths you can go down here. One, of course, it's less, less expensive and more earth friendly, right? But it also is paying an homage to something or a way in which work was done that has passed us. And I think that there's something in those materials that doesn't exist in the materials that are made to replace them today, right? So a hundred years ago, the way somebody made a door or a doorknob or a window is very different than the way doors and windows and doorknobs are made today. And, you know, a hundred years ago, there was something of the person that was the craftsman that was in those things. And today, all those things are made by factories.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, there's a right. It's all it's, it's, you know, I think we talked a lot about storytelling the last time I was on your show, and there's a story there in every piece of that, and um, a real beauty to the resilience that, you know, the resilience in in which, in the way in which things were done and built and uh, stewarded, even, you know, that kind of care for both the the built environment and also the unbuilt environment. And I do see us kind of coming back around to that. You know, in whatever ways that may have been lost over the years, I do think there's kind of this resurgence of, um, you know, that that reciprocal relationship with our resources, you know, where are we getting our materials, the materiality that we're using and reusing, hopefully. Um, So I think it's two part, as you say, it's that kind of honoring the uh, way in which things were crafted and built and stewarded. which in a, it, which is the most sustainable way. You know, we know that 40% of global greenhouse gas emissions come from the built environment from our buildings. Uh, so if we know that, then the greenest building has already been built. And to your point of reusing these materials and kind of honoring that legacy and history of um, building, I think it's, uh, you know, if we can really bring that to the forefront of how we think about moving forward on the island, we're going to be. In a much better place.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right. So Remain, back to Remain, in terms of other projects, like where, how do you see Remain growing and where do you see Remain developing, like say over the next three to five years?
1: One of my favorite parts about working at Remain is the way in which we can connect with so many leaders on the island and I think impact so many different areas of the island um, we we really consider ourselves listeners you know we're, we're regularly connecting whether it's over coffee or meetings or attending you know uh select board meetings public workshops trying to always trying to better understand the most pressing issues facing the community um, and then we're responsive in that way So as I said, right now, you know, waste management, salvage and reuse of building materials, coastal resilience, multimodal transportation, affordable housing, green energy, food insecurity and food systems. These are the challenges and the topics that are uh, top of mind for us. And in that way, we are always listening, always trying to learn more. We, we, uh, Internally, and, and maybe our, our, some of our partners know this, we, we always say we're on a listening tour. So, you know, last year that was all about native landscaping. We were really talking to the local landscapers, talking to the local gardeners, talking to the local property owners, trying to get a better understanding of how um, our resourcing and our bandwidth could help with, you know, in this, in this sense, the education and awareness about what it means to... Native. This idea of you know needing less less fertilizer, less maintenance, less water um, to create more sustainable landscapes. Not for in- just for individual properties, but for neighborhoods, for our coastlines. How that impacts our water quality in the harbor. Um, you know. So to answer your question, I think that at remain. We are always evolving and being flexible in the way in which we respond to uh, these. most pressing issues that were the most pressing challenges that we're uh facing on the island Mm
0: -hmm. i mean i think the role that you're describing there is really one of influencer right from the perspective of you are working to align many voices with a common goal of you know some of the things you just mentioned whether it's affordable housing or um, green infrastructure or the landscaping piece or the you, you know all of sustainable business I think is another thing that you are really involved with mm-hmm. um, and I think it's important because you need to have that voice that is representing those those interests as part of
1: healthy economic development uh, yeah, absolutely, I think that our work, our work is because of the people, and we couldn't, you know, we couldn't talk about the work that we do without uh, really emphasizing and uplifting the experts on the ground who are doing the work in, in each of these areas day in and day out. And for me, that's one of the most gratifying, rewarding parts of working for Remain. Is this. You know the ability to connect with and learn from so many different leaders um, across the community. You know I've I've grown and developed and um, you know evolved so much by all of the nonprofits. You know your your entire team, the Nantucket Conservation Foundation, the Town of Nantucket, the Land and Water Council, Linda Loring Foundation. You know the NHA, the MPT. There's so many I haven't named, but um individually every organization is moving the needle forward and then i think collectively there is this larger island wide goal and effort uh really just toward resilience if we had to pick one word and so that's kind of where the magic happens where you see all of the intersections of um affordable housing and you know resalvage of uh Materiality, um, native landscaping and coastal resilience, uh, food insecurity and affordable housing. So, um, you know, we, we really firmly believe in collaboration at Remain. It's one of our core values. And I think that's reflected in our work across the board.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Um, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering what you see ahead for Nantucket. Right. Like I'm I'm wondering like what you envision this impact to really be and to really have.
1: That's a great question. Make a leap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm hopeful. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for I there we're not going to solve any of these problems overnight, but I am hopeful for Uh, an adaptive and an equitable future for the island that leans on this existing history of resilience and collaboration in our community. And I think that the way in which we are going to get there is through people and community centric, equitable, flexible and incremental uh, solutions.
0: I love this language that you use. It's beautiful. Um, Let's see, I think what do you think that, how do you think that citizens of Nantucket can support, right? Like, how can they be involved? What is their, what's the best way
1: for advocacy? Another great question. I'm going to lean on one of my favorite marine biologists, policy advocate, authors, writers, speakers, uh, Dr. Iana Elizabeth Johnson, and she has this really great Venn diagram that says you know, in one of the circles, what are you good at? Another one is what brings you joy? And the third is what is the need? And so whatever is in that center circle is where, and, you know, her her Venn diagram is for the climate um, challenge at large. But I think this can be applied to the challenges here on Nantucket. And, you know, every every resident of the island, whether you are year-round, seasonal, you know, or otherwise you have a unique connection to this community, to this coastline, to the built environment, to the history here. And you have a voice that can be a very productive part of the pathways to the solutions of solving a lot of these challenges. So I would say that, um, bring what you know to the table, find, you know, what excites you and inspires you and brings you joy because, um, You know, hopefully there are a lot of a lot of things that do and then what needs being done. And I think what we will find within that is that we're all going to end up in the same place. You know, all of these challenges and hopes and fears intersect and overlap. And with that collective kind of voice and energy, um, I feel hopeful for for the future of the island. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Good. I do too. And I, I love that, you know, what are you good at? What brings you joy and what do you need? I really, I like that way of framing up how to move into the future. Um, I think as we sort of transition from 2023 into 2024 and, you know, think about the, the things that the Island has at the forefront of its own agenda, right? Because we are a part of nature after all. I, I, I think that, um, change is, you know, the only constant. And, you know, until we really learn how to adapt to that, right, as a species ourselves, right, I think animals and (laughs) the land are a little (laughs) bit better at it than sometimes we are. Sure. I I think that, um, and I think that Remain is super good at providing some impetus for this, is that it's our job to reimagine what it can be like.
1: I like that. I like that reimagining. I think that's that's what it's all about. And, and you know, realizing that we've, we've always changed and adapted as, as human beings. You know, we, we kind of have to. I think that is resilience in, in action and play, that this ability to, to change and pivot and uh, be flexible, uh, while it can feel overwhelming, it's the, it's the, uh, the only way forward. Well,
0: thank you for joining me today, Claire. Always a pleasure to speak with you. And if you've been listening, I'm Joanna Roach with the Mariah Mitchell Association. Our podcast is called The Nature of Nantucket. And I've been speaking with Claire Martin with Remain Nantucket. Thank you. Have a great day.